Hello, I'm Sketch. And I'm Sh- oh, sh- sh- I'm, I'm Shades. And this is uh, Geeking, Geeking Out with, with Shades, Shades and, and Sketch. Sketch. Guys, we're whispering this week because we're stowaways. Tread softly, long-time listeners. We're, uh, we're, we're hiding out in a, in a little spacecraft known as the, the Jupiter, Jupiter 2. Uh, Traveling the cosmos. Things are a little crazy I here right now. I don't know where we are. I have... I think, I think we might, might be lost. Lost in, in space. space? Do we have a theme song this week? We do. Oh, we definitely have a theme song this week. I could go on for hours and hours, honestly. Lost in space. I love the jazz hands. It makes for great audio. So, long-time listeners, if we are lost in space... That means we must be talking about Lost in Space. Specifically. Specifically the 1997 remake. Did you know that there was a long-time listener? I mean, obviously we knew because long-time we watched listeners, it. Did you know that there was a 1990, uh, 1998 movie, movie adaptation. adaptation of the 1967 television show, television show Lost, lost in, space? in Space? Did you know that, long-time listeners? Did we just learn you something today? I knew that. I knew that too. Okay. Um, well, let's did you love this movie as much as I did when you were a kid? When I was a kid, I was psyched for this. I movie was so excited out. for this movie. I I don't know if you remember uh, or not, but like on TV, they were like pumping out so they much promotional were, oh stuff. Oh my goodness! For this yeah, movie. this movie was huge. I had I tried to find it for this episode. I went back to my parents' house, my childhood home. They still live there, and I tore apart. I tore apart, you know, what's your, left of my things there. Your poor parents. Trying to you find, I had tore a, bunch of stuff a remote controlled mm-hmm. robot. Two. Oh, I remember that toy. I didn't have it, but I, I had it. Toy. The arms moved and mm-hmm. stuff and it had, it said a few things mm-hmm. and it, it was actually pretty good. It was wired, but it was still pretty good. That's pretty great. Couldn't, Guys, this, couldn't this find is, it. This is the show that the iconic Danger Will Robinson. Danger. Came Warning from. Will Robinson. Um... I remember, I remember there were like, um, you know, this is the time before DVDs. The and robot stuff like will that. help Will Robinson. They, they that, would, good. Uh, that was great. Thank you. The, uh, they would uh, make like these behind the scenes featurettes that yes. came out before the movie yes. even came out to really get you jazzed. And I was, I was jazzed. so excited for this movie. I mean, and the cast. Well, let's just the let, cast I mean, is fantastic. Let, let's just talk about the cast for a second. I mean, I, they had Lacey Charbert in it, and as like a little prepubescent boy, I was, I was like, yay! Emmy and SAG see. Best Actor Gary Oldman. Oh, we're gonna guys, we are gonna Smith. talk about Gary Oldman in just William a Hurt as yeah, he was John there. Robinson. He was there. Um, Mimi Driver. Mi- yep. As uh, Mother Mother, Johnson, um, <laughs> Mother Robinson. What was her name? Maureen. Maureen Robinson, thank mm-hmm. you. And Heather, then Graham Heather Graham as, as Judy. Judy. And Will was played by, uh, he was on Malcolm he in the was. Middle, wasn't he? was. He was the little brother on Malcolm in the Middle. He was Dewey. Dewey, yeah. Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, and then the original voice actor of the robot, of, of the robot yes. came back for the robot. Uh, Shades, what the, I mean, we just talked about how we were jazzed about the movie. Did you have any pre knowledge of the show going yes, into I mean, the movie? Yes, I mean, when we were younger, mm-hmm. 
We were kids. Yes, we did not come out fully grown podcasters. Shades and sketch. Yes. Yeah. Um, we did. As you up. saw at the beginning of Justice League, uh, yeah, we, we, we yeah. were intrepid yeah. young podcasters. And boy, did so. we talk a lot about our childhood in, in Stranger Things. Yes. Yeah. But I have had a lot of uh, psychiatrists contact me after listening to that episode. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're all contacting me for your number. Oh, that's okay. why. Yeah. Because yeah. they have my address. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> yep. I, when we were younger on like Nickelodeon and MTV mm-hmm. and all of those stations, they used to play these kind of shows, Star Trek, mm-hmm. Lost in Space, Sea Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, the old serialized of, yes, 1960s. 60s sci-fi stuff. Yep. So I had seen a lot of Lost in Space mm-hmm. as a kid. Don't remember it fairly well. I have a very similar experience. It was a show that I would bump into a lot and I I would watch it, but I don't remember. I don't really remember. I remember it not resonating with me very well. Yeah, it was kind of, at at times it felt like the Partridge family in In, space. Well, the show was billed as the Brady Bunch in space. Oh, okay. So I was close about that. Um, But it never, like, I guess I never identified any sort of continuous plot. Sure. In the show. Yeah. have you, since we watched this movie for the podcast, did you watch any episodes? I watched two episodes. Okay. Okay. What'd you think? It was tough. A little tough to get through, it's aren't tough they? tough to get through. They're a little dated. Yeah. It does not hold up as well as other shows of the era. It's fun to watch as, as just kind of like a little snapshot into like media of the 60s. Commentary on society. Yeah. As the civil rights movement and the women's rights movement is playing out, sure. you also have a character talking about her... For womanly anxieties. Yeah. And then the husband going, but that's one of the things I find so attractive about you, Maureen. Yeah, it's very Ooh, my womanly anxieties. That's when this cold war just yeah. got hot. <laughs> Shall we put the pedal to the metal on this? Uh, I think we should. Uh, last one to kill a bad guy buys a beer. <laughs> Guys, the movie had a plethora of one-liners. Basically all delivered oh, by... Oh, you know who we forgot to mention is in the cast. <laughs> We didn't even mention him. <laughs> Guys, Joey is in this movie. Joey from Friends. Um, Matt LeBlanc, and that's the last time I'll call him Matt, Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc is in this movie, but from, from now on, we're going to call him Joey because, because he's, he's just Joey. basically Cho- Joey he's Tribbiani. just Joey. If you gave him a cool jacket and a gun. And um, targeting eyes. Did you notice in the first the first scene he targeting, had targeting eyes, eyes and, and those never, never came again. up again? Um, well, there's a reason for that. Okay, well, we'll get into it. So this movie came out in 90, you said 97? 1998. 1998. Um, it was up against, it came out at the same time as the Matthew Broderick Godzilla remake vehicle. Okay. And the Vince Vaughn helmed Psycho reboot okay. vehicle. Year of reboots. And also, I think Hannibal also isn't came it, out. Isn't it funny to look back and go like, wow, what a year of reboots. And now we're living in a world of just nothing, nothing but, but reboots. reboots. Um, that's just a little commentary. It is. Nothing good or bad about it. Just a little commentary. Uh, it's also in the fever of of um, sci-fi. Yes, because Star Wars is they're back they're in a trying big way. to compete with the Star Wars prequels. Yes, that are, which are about to be out. The first one's out, nineteen ninety seven, right? I the first one came out in ninety nine. Ninety nine, maybe because they relaunched. Oh, they're they, preempt. Yes, they just they had just they've re released the, the special the original edition trilogy. And exactly, these movies are all preempting. Well, if Lucas can bring back Star Wars, we can bring we back can bring all back other sci fi yeah. properties. And um, 
let me just say, they swung for the fences with this movie. They did. They went all in for the most part. We'll talk about some areas that they might have skimped on, but they came out swinging. I really feel like had the studio decisions that were made in this movie Mm -hmm. gone a different way. We would be remembering this movie very differently. Do you think we'd were, be? Do you think we'd be looking at a, yet another expanded universe? Yes, some I do. sort of ongoing. I really story? do. Mm-hmm. do you, you want to get into it? Let's put the pedal to the metal. This cold war just got <laughs> hot, <laughs> guys. It's not even relevant, but it's my favorite it's... line from the movie <laughs> by one of the least memorable characters who hey, are hey, never sketch, seen again. Sketch. Let me drive. This mission sucks. <laughs> so. You get the the original series is set in the future world of 1997. The future. They're leaving an overpopulated Earth. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bad and suffers from the same problems of Sequest. Every season of original Lost in Space is a different setup. Yep, so it's a little and bit of a different story. And even has different theme songs. Mm-hmm. The first season, they're trapped on a specific planet. The second season is kind of. Uh, Monster of the Week traveling the cosmos. And yeah, they the go third more into season, space. They're stuck on a planet again. Yeah. And, and I remember, they, was, it, was it season two where they really, that's where they really, um, it, really beefed up like the family aspect of the show? Uh, yes, but they also beefed up the Will Smith, where it's very much like a Stewie and Brian. From the episodes from that I rewatched, it was all Will and Smith. Uh, yes. And Robot. Yes, Will Smith and the robot. The family really is an out. afterthought. They are. And they're like, well, as long as they keep paying us, I'm going to keep showing Smith up. Smith really started wearing on me because I watched a couple episodes yeah. back to back. And that. It's tough to take. That really hurt. Yeah. Like my soul. Yeah. <laughs> evil knows evil. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. The remake. The there's, remake. There's actually another remake series in development right now at Netflix. Oh, that excites me. It does. That excites me. Netflix does good stuff. Netflix does good do stuff. They does do stuff. Yes, good job, Shades. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what should we do as a hoppy? Something with (laughs) spoken word? I is good at spoken words. Netflix does put out great work. I would love it if they would do that. yeah. Yeah. The... 1998 remake it had a budget of 80 million dollars that sounds high i remember i I have a hard time grasping these it made 136.2 million on a budget of 80 million okay so it made money but not a ton not a ton of money they cut the budget in half during production oh it should have had a budget of 160 million. Oh, okay, good thing they cut it based so, on what they got. Well, what they got, I think, is a result of cutting it. This so, is a real. What came first, the budget yes. cut or the return? The budget cuts came first. Mm-hmm. In the middle of production, mm-hmm. they cut the budget in half, and then also rushed up the release date. Probably to beat the prequels coming out. To beat the prequels coming out. Um, yeah, they but it would be interesting to... if they cut the budget because they were seeing what they were getting and they were nervous, or if no. they were they were they think they were getting good stuff. In the middle of production, mm-hmm. they cut they upped the production time and cut the budget. Mm-hmm. This is that classic like where um, and William if you're doing good, don't brag because you might get less right to work with because right. you're that good. Right. Exactly, and it's exactly you can what still this make is. a good movie with half um, the budget. Mm. 
the the actors were doing press for it. The original actors were doing press for it. Bill Mummy. I remember that. Bill Mummy, who wasn't in the movie, and sadly, but he it was his call. He it wanted was. To, it he was. wanted to be adult Will Robinson. The studio thought he was too old to do it. Oh god, we so he, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! We're yeah. gonna talk about Lost in Space, the show, and the movie, and adult Will Robinson and is Will, in the yes. movie, but uh, not as Bill. Mummy. But not as Bill Mummy. And so, and he, Bill Mummy guys still, is Will Will Robinson from the original, the original series TV show. Thank you for that. Yep. And wow, I'm just off this episode. Well, I'm just imagining Oof. that your average long-time listener probably doesn't know who Bill Mummy is. Yeah. I'm just off this episode. That's thanks okay. for thanks for picking up the slots. It's, it's space sickness. It is. Were you bit by a spider by any chance? I don't think so. Okay. We'll keep so. an eye on that. I, I did get hit in the head by a robot earlier, though. That's part of the course for the yeah. future. The what the hell was I even talking about? They You're, cut budget. They in cut half, the budget in the middle in of the shooting, and uh William Hurt quits. Quits, but keeps doing it, right? Like, you mean, like, his effort? He quit his effort? No, he actually quit. Oh. The studio threatened to sue him. Okay, so he, so he finished the movie. Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. Uh, William well, he really Hurt, doesn't shine. Doesn't. I mean, you, you don't see that. You, you don't. No, um, he really just brings his A game. <laughs> so, the, the movie is hindered by studio decisions here. Yes. Uh, premise of the remake. It's 2058. Earth is on its way to becoming uninhabitable due to depleted resources and pollution. Like, you know, that theme that we see time and time again. Yeah. The UGSF, it's, it's like the Space Agency, sends the Professor. United Global. Thank you, Space something, something. Force. United Global Space Force. Sure. I would have gone with that. Federation, but it was Force. Okay. Sends Professor John Robinson and his family. Sure. On a 10-year mission to Alpha Prime to build a hypergate to transport vital resources and populations back to Earth. Yes. Very dark. That is what should have happened. Yes. Except. That is not what happens. Spoiler alert. The separatists Mm -hmm. who want no space contact, no alien contact, sabotage the Robinson's mission in the person of Dr. Dr. Smith. Smith. The Robinson's physician. Which I was surprised that was true to the show. It was. When I went right, back to the show right? and the first episode is like, Dr. Smith. Like, ooh, wow. I was like, ooh, for the 60s that they're right. traveling with the man that sabotaged their mission? Right. Wow. Very, okay. So, kudos. I, I would say this movie is very... always never strays from the source material. That's going to be one of my raves. We're going to yeah, get to they it. They are probably more faithful to any reboot Oh yeah. than we're, I've I'll, seen in a long time. We'll get to that. Guys, we're going to get to it. Very dark. Very dark. Very dark movie. Very dark. Made even darker by the fact that they're all family members. Yes. And watching each other go through these trials and tribulations. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Very dark. Yes. I'm agreeing with you. And even their their interactions in... Before, Before they, they leave, go to space. It's a very they're not, dark depiction. They're not a Brady's of, Bunch family no, in this they are not. They are iteration. a broken family mm-hmm. it, that is falling apart. Because they're all... Um, well, they're also different from each other. Yes. And the father is obviously a workaholic. But, but also to be fair, his work is to save humanity. the planet and so, humanity. Yeah. And their eldest daughter is kind of following in his footsteps. Yes. The mom is trying to keep the family together. Right. The middle daughter is angsty teen, yes. preteen, pre-teen, who doesn't want to be involved with it at all. And the son is just a boy who wants to be loved by his father. Boy genius who wants to be the love and attention of his father. Yeah. And they all go off into space together. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? So Smith, um, Smith repurposes the robot, the robot, which, which is, is like, kind of your all-purpose 
functioning robot to help with the ship. Lifting and repairs yep. and, and mission critical things. Basically Obviously, he will be useful on Alpha Prime to build the gate, I imagine. Yep. And basically just uh, reprogram him to kill the, kill the instead Robinsons. Instead of protect the Robinsons, his the new Robinsons. mission is to kill the Robinsons. And then his employers double cross, uh, double cross him, him and, and leave him on, him on the, the ship. ship. So he's there too. Oh, and then Joey's there. Right, how Joey. You, how you doing? Oh, man. Uh, because they, for some reason, and we'll get to this, but Smith for some reason, kills. not everything is automated. Smith kills the original pilot. Mm-hmm. They need a pilot they, for some Well, reason. they need a pilot in case the automated systems go down, that which they sucks. do immediately. It, yeah. it's, no, a baby, they do. it's a they babysitting do. mission. They do. It is. The, he's, he's, he's a redundant system. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that your that, whole life yeah, is whole, ruined. His whole life is ruined to be... And they pluck him. This isn't something he's been training he's like for, for his ace whole life. He's like a fighter pilot. Yeah. Millions of dollars of training they put into him. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to be a glorified babysitter driving the family camper. Yep. Or a monkey pushing a button. Mo- mo- and the monkey pushes the button. Yep. And it takes off. This cold war just <laughs> got hot. Not relevant, but my favorite line. <laughs> Should so. we just get right into it now? Yeah. So, I Anything mean, they get lost and they're trying to find their way... Basically anywhere. anywhere. They, they get so lost that none of their star charts uh Well, work. there is an anomaly. There's a time they, anomaly. They're, well, they don't know. Their computer anomaly. system on the ship crashes. They yeah. come out of cryosleep. Well, because the Joey robot destroys to, almost everything. Yeah, Joey has to actually pilot the ship, yep. and they're getting pulled into the sun's gravitational force. So they The fly only right way they it. can escape is to activate the hyperdrive. Mm-hmm. Now, I actually thought this was, this is one of my raves. Okay. The idea that you can't just hit warp factor five and get to where you want to go you need a gate yeah to travel through hyperspace oh, yeah a limitation that other shows which is very i think is very smart because what actually gets you in and out of hyperspace you need an engine to travel through but how do you actually enter it mm-hmm. well you need these two points mm-hmm. an entrance an on-ramp and an exit yep because otherwise you can enter it and you, you can, can just end come up out anywhere, anywhere which happens they get lost and in a beautifully delivered line with a lot of emotion and depth we hear <laughs> There's a lot of space out there to get lost in. Thank you, William Hurt. Now you can't sue me, you fuckers. <laughs> basically, 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 they they jump, they come out where they somewhere they don't know, and they find an an anomaly in space. Mm-hmm. Which spoilers we come to find out is actually a time, a ripple in time. When they go through the anomaly, they jump into the future. The... And they meet. Do they future. jump into the future? Yes, they find a derelict United Global Space Force ship, piloted by Joey's friend that we meet at the beginning. Mm-hmm. This cold who, war who just owes got him, hot. Who owes him a beer? Because yeah, he, so instead of a beer, he just dedicates his whole life to, to trying to find him. Mm-hmm. And who is long dead, and the ship has been derelict for. Decades. See, I feel I feel they like you and I. Future. I feel like you and I interpreted this differently because I didn't think they jumped into the future. I thought that um, spoiler on the surface of this planet that they're kind of orbiting uh, is future Will Robinson, who's been dabbling with this time traveling tech, and the bubble of his time traveling check keeps fluctuating, getting yes. bigger and smaller. I was I was under the impression that uh, because this is all timey wimey, that at some point that bubble expanded so big off the that it, and it. And it captured the Smith's ship inside the bubble in the future. Joey made the decision to fly through it. Joey did make the decision to fly through it, but it I mean, trap of, the ship. of that bubble. But I feel like he, he already came out of hyperspace before he flew through the bubble. He came out of hyperspace. Yes. They see the anomaly. Yes. And they fly into it. He recognizes Federation, a, a Federation or Force markings. Marsings, and he flies through the anomaly yes, towards the ship. Yep. Everybody says, no, don't do it. Don't go through the anomaly. 
And he's like, it, what, anywhere is better, but here. Yeah. Because really, and, he's just a soap opera uh, actor. So what right. is, he doesn't what know any he better. Know? Yeah. And, and they, the, he, they travel into the future. Yes. From there. And then they, they check out this, the ship. Yes. And on the ship, it's kind of been overrun by yes. metal spiders. Metal spiders. So they have to quickly vacate the ship, but not before Un- picking up. Unfinished Blarp. Blarp? Was his name Blarp or Blarp? Her name is Blarp. Oh, yeah, it's a her and it's a Blarp. Which is in the original series, Judy's pet. But yes, not named, not named Blarp. Blarp. And it's a chimpanzee yes. with, you know, the classic 60s. Yeah. It's a dress up chimpanzee. Yes. Um, so it's a, a, it's a nod. It's, a, it's, a nod it's another nod to the original. So you can't, so, you can't uh, fault them for trying. It is a space monkey with the powers of a chameleon. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. like a lizard monkey kind of a thing. I heard myself say it. Mm-hmm. Can't, just, wow. Yeah. When you say it, it doesn't sound so outrageous. When you see it, it is just egregious. Yeah, uh, guys, maybe we'll post a picture of Blarp on our Facebook page, just so you know what we're talking about. But anyway, uh, by blowing... Oh, they blow up the, they blow up ship, the ship to kill the spiders. Or to, uh, uh, to attract the spiders that are tearing apart their ship. They turn the, the engines the on engines. to the Prometheus. Yep. That blows up the Proteus, ship. the Proteus. Because it's old and decrepit. Yeah. And then they crash land on the After it blows the planet. up, That's... they're flung back onto their ship. Yep. Oh, man. Then they have to escape that. Then they planet. have to escape. They're stuck on a planet with no fuel. They've expen- expended all of their fuel from the space jump. And so they find a fuel source. They they detect a fuel source. They go to find it. They find old Will Robinson, on who's still old there, Jupiter, because and his family the, never got off right, the planet. The, They've all died. The fuel source is actually their own fuel source, which is kind of timey wimey. And and and, and a neat. I like that. The, yeah, me too. I like that they didn't just find. Oh, this planet is rich and blah blah blah. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, we found it. Let's go find out what it is. Oh shit! It's, it's our it's old decrepit bones of our bodies, basically, yes. and we're gonna take the fuel source from future dead us. Yes. To hope that we are no longer future dead us. Yeah. I like this movie that. is dark. It's dark. But I like it. Well, let's do scores. I mean, that's Great. guys, that's the premise of that's the, the premise movie. premise of the movie. IMDb. Oh, and definitely, you could tell in watching this movie, it was meant to be a jumping off point for future movies. Uh, oh, yes. There this was is not a self-contained... Many sequels. I mean, it is a self-contained movie. Uh, there were two sequels planned, mm-hmm. plus a spinoff mm. about the United Global Space Force. Wow. Yeah. So okay. there was... This was going to be their Big cinematic universe. universe. What production company was this? Do you I want to say Universal. Okay. That might not be correct, but I'm, I want to go with Universal. It's either Universal or Warner. Shades, if you say it with enough oomph, people will believe you. Uh, Pixar. Pixar did it. Oh, this is Pixar. Yeah, it's a Pixar movie. Great. Yep. I loved what they did. Um, so Wally is a sequel yes. to Lost in Space. It is. Gotcha. This is Earth. Gotcha. Spoiler alerts. They they don't get to Alpha Prime. They don't save the Earth yeah. and Wally. Wally happens. Yeah, yeah. By and large, takes over the company, the 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 world. Boy, we didn't warn that we were going to spoil Wally for people. <laughs> we're going to get some angry letters. Right into the show, longtime listeners. Or go just, with Shades and Sketch. Or just mail me. You have my address. Yeah, you've got Sketch's address. So, All right. So uh, scores. You want to do Hollywood scores first before IMDb our scores? gives Lost in Space 1997 a 5.1. Ooh. That's low. Rotten Tomatoes, critic score, 27%. That's really low. Really low. Is that the lowest we've done? That is the lowest. And the fan score is a 24%. That is the first time a fan score has been lower than the critic score. On our, on, on on our, our podcast. Yes. Um, 
Google reviews. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. I was also surprised. I'm surprised. I don't know why I was Guys, surprised. Guys, it's not great. Believe me, it's not great. It is. I don't know if it's a 20. Well, I mean, you'll hear my score in just a it second. It is, to quote another property, one big pile of shit. Okay. I don't think it's one big pile of shit. But we'll, we'll get there. What is your it's, last one? Google, it's pretty bad. Google users? Google, 70% of Google reviewers love this movie. Okay, 70. Hey, Google. Google users, good, good on you. Shades, Way uh, to find the, geeking out with Shades and Sketch. Positive. Gives what? Lost in Space mm-hmm. a 70. What a dramatic pause. Yeah. What a, a 70, just a flat 70, out 70. Flat out 70%. Okay. I'm right there with you. I'm at a 72. 72. I've been in the twos lately. I what like, is that like extra 2% for you? Well, I don't know what you're docking. I mean, hopefully okay, we'll hopefully, when we go into this, we'll see why I like it 2% more than you sure. like it. Yeah. Um. I guess we'll just start with raves. I mean, there sure. might there might, mean, there might not be a ton of raves, but there are raves to this movie. The uh, and even though, the, can I start with raves? Do you want to start with raves or rants? Sounds like you were about to start anyway. You can start with raves. Okay. No, let's start with raves. Raves. Even though it's very problematic, and also some of my rants, mm-hmm. uh, I have to come back to it. The opening space battle. Oh, it's one of my raves. It's beautiful. It's really well done. Show me something different, and I'm all in. And the. CGI work and the practical, really good. It, you, you know what? It really, it really holds up. It holds up better than some of the space battles in the Star Wars prequels. I was expecting when I rewatched this, because I did see it as a child right. when it came out in theaters. And then I rewatched it not too long ago. And I was surprised, delightfully surprised yes. by how well it, the, the space effects yes, hold up. It really does. I watched this movie at the same the same night I watched the first two episodes of Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the special effects on the space battle, space elements in general, mm-hmm. really hold up. They really. I do. was shocked uh, when I watched it. Because here we are. How, how long? That was twenty years ago. Yes. At this point, it is twenty eighteen. And um, man, there. Hey, have you noticed there's no one on this spaceship with us? I like it. It's nice and quiet. It is. Relaxing. I wonder where everybody is. I don't know. Maybe grabbing some schnoozes. Maybe. Some cold We'll snoozes. come back to it. Uh, cold. This cold war just got hot. Um, guys, this is my favorite line of it the is. entire movie. Hey, Sketch. Sketch. Yeah. Let me drive. Okay. <laughs> Hold on to your joystick. <laughs> or whatever Heather Graham says there. Um, they pumped in so many lines to oh, this movie. There are so many terrible one-liners. They're like, you know how people quote, may the force be with you? It's We're very clear. It's very clear. And I've already told you about the production mm-hmm. troubles of this movie. It's very clear that they put in, they gave Joey all of these one-liners yeah. and they were going to test which one yeah. worked. And, and then that they was were like, one. fuck it. Put and, them all yeah. On. They, it's very clear they ran out of money or they just didn't care to go back and edit. Yeah. In post-production. Oh, no, it's clear. And just left them all in. It is clear. But you know what, guys? We're in the rave section. So back we to are. the dogfight, uh, the, the, it opens on a space battle of yes. sorts. Uh, the you don't realize it's a space battle at first. No. The the uh, the force, whatever you call it. The global. global the United, no, United Global, global space, space Force is constructing a hypergate yes. on this side on, by Earth. Uh, by Earth. And yeah. there are some... Uh, terrorists yes. who are attacking it in their little space fighters. Yep. And so the global United Global Space Force Sends dispatches their two fighters. fighter pilots. And uh, Joey and other guy. Joey and Cold War just got Garrett? hot guy. Garrett? His name Garrett? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I don't know. You can tell me Greg? any name. I think it's Greg. Like, okay. I'm going to go with Greg. Let's okay. call him Greg. Sure. 
and Greg. Joey and Greg. Come Joey out. and Greg. And uh, their ships look great. You know they me, are, I'm a sucker for a good I'm ship a design. I'm a sucker for a good ship design, and too. And their ships are kind of a little reminiscent of like a, of a B-Wing, like, yeah. a, like a Star Wars They are. B-wing. So there's like a drive section yep. attached to a spherical glass mm-hmm. orb that is a gyroscope. real gyro thing to it, yeah. Which, I, I, I'll come back to it later. Okay. But I mean, they... It, the, it's a different design. We've never seen ships like these before that I can think of. And it... And it they look great. They fly well. It's well choreographed. It's just a two-on-two battle. It it's, is. It's not like your Star Wars, like, over-the-top explosions right. going on everywhere. It's literally just a dogfight. And the marrying of the drive section of the ships with the spherical gyroscopes, mm-hmm. practical gyroscopes, beautiful. Yeah. And then, so it's, it starts strong with the, the space visual effects. And I, I do honestly believe that throughout the entire movie, the space visual effects Look right. Hold up, like yes. When, when the Jupiter's flying around, oh yeah, it, it really does. It's very look clear right. to see where they used the little money that mm-hmm. they had. Yeah. So uh, I agree. That was actually that was even the first rave of mine. It was also my first uh, rave because I think because it just surprised me. Yeah. Not that I was like expecting bad, but I wasn't expecting it to still look so good twenty years yeah. later, and it really did. You get a rave. Um, Gary fucking Oldman, man. <laughs> he he he. He came into this. He crushes Talk it. Talk about a professional. Yeah. Okay, Gary comes in to any project, I feel, and he just gives it his all. And he this really is a does. movie where he, it's, it's, it's super um, counterimposed against a, another actor who's not giving it their all. Right. And a couple other actors who are trying and just really haven't gotten yeah, their craft. They just craft don't have the chops. And, and Gary is, he plays Dr. Smith. Who in the original television yes. show is kind of like this? I want to say flamboyant, like because he's like he's like he's just way over the top. Yes, and and if he had a mustache, he would be twirling. Yeah, <laughs> well, not that, but you know. And yeah, he, he's very like excitable. Very, yes, he's very excitable. Very, Everything is killing him. Yeah, and, and uh, he's, he's always leaving everyone behind, right, and right, right. and he's and. Um, and Gary turned, he, he still has those aspects. Yes. Like you really still see that that's still Dr. Smith. He is but just Gary a brings snake. him into a, yeah, he makes him a much more devious, um, darker, and, and deeper. A lot of D's, triple D character. Um, triple D. Triple D. Guy Fieri would be proud yep. of my reference. Because um, you really see him as a, as, as, a, as a threat, like yes, a, a really, real threat. Yeah, and he's not like a. I'm going to shoot you all. I'm going to kill you all throughout. He's like, I'm going to sacrifice every single one of mm-hmm. you. He is dangerous. Yeah. To use another D. If you turn your back on him, mm-hmm. he will stab you. Yeah. And you said he's a, he's a snake and that's, that's great. He's yeah. a snake in the grass. He's hiding there. And he just, he's a metal spider in the scaffolding. He acts spoiler circles around everybody. He really does. In this movie. Uh, it's really painful to watch Joey interacting with Gary Oldman because Joey's trying he is he really trying. trying you can tell that Joey thinks this is going to be my big break away from friends this, this is, is going, going to launch me into like action movies yes. it did not it did not spoiler it alert if not. you haven't followed Joey's oh, career oh my goodness um now now the host of Top Gear oh yeah America no actual Top Gear no. in Britain yes they this isn't our Top Gear episode, which I do <laughs> I think. I would love to do I Top think, Gear. Uh, the, uh, what the what's the new one? The, the Grand, Grand Tour. Tour. I think fantastic, that'd be perfect for geeking out. I think so too. Uh, that's another episode, but um, 
uh, yeah. Joey just <laughs> it, and it's almost sad. I'm not trying to rag on him, but it's almost sad because it really does look like he's trying. It, he really is. Yeah, he really is. It was like this is his opportunity to break. Yeah, be being Joey. But Gary is. is Gary just, Oldman's method. You don't even feel like he's trying. Like you nope. know he's trying, but you can't tell he's trying. He's so. He's so into this character. Gary Oldman, um, you can tell, like, gets into his characters. He just won the SAG Award and the Emmy for... Good. I'm sorry, the Golden Globe for his portrayal of Winston Churchill. He becomes his characters. And you can tell that for this character, he he went to some hospital wards, pretended to be a doctor, killed a couple patients. Oh, yeah, definitely. uh, Sabotaged a couple... Robots. Robots. You you really know he went all in. This is... Not Gary Oldman. This is Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith. And he's dangerous. He is. So Gary Oldman, giant rave for me. Yeah. Probably my biggest rave of, of the entire movie is, is him. I would agree. Do you have any other? Any other oh, raves? raves? Oh, yes. I have uh, the robot. I love the, the robot. robot. I love the robot. The robot is a puppet. Mm-hmm. It is a Henson puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Henson was in on this. This was Hen- Jim Henson Studios. Yep. Did all of the... Um, Alien mechanics, puppetry. This must have been around the same time as Farscape, Farscape, right? Farscape, yes. It is, yeah. is Which the is same another sci-fi era. property that they're working on. Yes. And it just... But to be fair, the only other, the only aliens in the movie, I think, were all CGI. They were... It's the same technology as original Jumanji. Okay. They have Henson, animatronic, and puppetry, mm-hmm. and they CGI'd the faces, which, again, I think was a horrible decision. Mm-hmm. Well, they were, uh, you know, they were experimenting with a new technology. So they mean, were. in hindsight, it's easy to say that right. it was a terrible So the decision. robot is a Henson puppet. And it looks great. It looks so amazing. It's, it's big, believable. It's powerful. It's imposing. Yeah. Um, completely different from the 60s yes. one. But then even when they rebuild it into its 60s homage. Then it's reminiscent it's, of it. And it's it, yeah. different enough that it's a nice update, but mm-hmm. it still looks great. And I love it. Which and one I, do you prefer? Do you have a preference to the robot designs? About, are you talking about a... No, from the, the, rem- the movie. Uh, Do you like its blue version or the remade version? Well, you know I'm a sucker for the color blue. Yeah. Um, and I and the the other issue is with uh, future robots. Yes. We don't see a lot of it yeah. in action. Like, so we don't know what it's capable of. I, I really liked Blue Robot. I liked Blue Robot. And I also liked how um, Will had the... Um, Kind of like that hollow. Well, this is my second part of it. Will it's augmented reality? Yeah, he gets. Will into his little... can stand on a pad and mm-hmm. control the robot with his movements and even speak through the moment. Yep. The the robot. So this brings me. Can I go into this? It brings me into another one of my raves, and then you can do two. Is that cool? I only have one other rave, so go ahead. Great. This movie predicts the future mm-hmm. unintendedly. Yeah. So well, we have augmented reality. We do. Virtual reality. We do. Selfies. We do. Snapchat stories and filters. Yep. Blogs. And blogs. Mm-hmm. And pretty much predicts the current situation of planet Earth. Failing resources. No, yes. Uninhabitable environment. I will I will agree with you on all of that, except that last one. It, I can't give credit to Lost in Space for that because that, that's, a, that's a pretty general motif that's used a lot. It, but we... In 1998, and this movie would have been written in 1997, we were not thinking about, well, someday the Earth's going to be uninhabitable because we're harvesting all of its resources. Okay. That was not so. something that we were really 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of a counterexample, but I can't off the top of my head. So go ahead. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. So its ability to if only it could have predicted box office. I mean, sales. even the even the Snapchat filters when they're like messing with the principal. Mm -hmm. That's just a thing. That's the selling feature of the new iPhone X. Oh, those that you can fucking little emoji, emoji faces. faces that map to your yeah. movement. This this episode not brought to you by no, not brought to you by the iPhone emoji faces. Emoji. This episode it's brought to you and by emojis and emojis. This episode brought to you by Raid. Yes. Because what I wouldn't give for a can of Raid. Millions of dollars, space weaponry, high-tech weaponry, and I'd trade it all for a can of Raid. Um, Apparently, they still have Raid in 2058. It's, what is it, 30 years from now? We'll have Raid. We'll still have Raid. Whatever. Wow, that's 30 years from now. So it, it is basically the distance of um, original Jumanji to now. Um, uh, United Global... <sighs> Space Force, get on it. You have 30 you years, have 30 years to get us up into space. To building us a hypergate. Um, no, I agree with you. They, they did predict. I feel like there was some legitimate research involved in the um, research and design of a lot of these yes. gadgets to see, like, okay, what is being worked on right. right now? What are some things that might be coming that we could kind of just extrapolate from sure. a little bit? But yeah, that started with the robot and Will's augmented reality of talking and fighting as the robot. And I loved when he was talking as yeah. the robot. Mom says, "Yeah, mom says you better get back here, yeah. or whatever." Yeah, like whatever she said in yeah. in the in the original classic voice yes, of nineteen sixties robot. Um, oh, I when when I rewatched it, that whole scene with Will in the augmented reality is what I remembered most yes. clearly yes. from. Yes. Like that, obviously, when it came on screen, it was, oh, wow, this, I, this happens exactly as I remember yep. it, which is rare at this point in your life when you go back to so like, oh, all right, it's oh, not yeah. how I remembered it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, I loved the robot. I was sad when he died. Yes. But happy that he kind of lived on. Yes. A little bit. Because he didn't just die, he blew up on that ship. He blew up on that ship. He got, that's sad. He but is, he gave his he life. He is left behind. Yeah. And gets blown up. But he's, he's left behind because all those... I mean, he's not just like... He's fighting the spiders. He's, they're not just yeah. like, fuck him. Yeah. And I'm giving Shades a middle finger. It makes great audio. Um, but he, he is holding off yes. the, the onslaught of spiders yeah. to, to save the family. Man, I mean... Will saves the family. Will saves the family. Boy, what a poor judgment call there. They should have left Joey. Do you think they, they picked the Robinsons because each... They should have left Joey, by the they way. Left because Joey. each one of the family members has some sort of scientific no and i have a retort to that oh, in my okay. big questions oh, okay well we'll get one to of that my later. big questions addresses but this i guess long-term listeners what i'm referring to is that each one of these uh family members has gone into a different scientific field or is so young that they haven't gone into a field yet but are really adept at something so the father is all about engineering space travel Oh, you know what? It didn't make it into my my final rants, so oh, can no. I just say it now? Just say it. Um, why is Judy's... They, there's, at one point, they do a critical systems check. Mm -hmm. Judy's system... Not Judy, I'm sorry. Um, the mother? Maureen? Uh, no, 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 Penny? No. Penny, thank you. Mm -hmm. Penny's mm -hmm. is video systems. Yes. Why is video systems part of mission critical... I think this was just... She is not. She's video, video systems is her station and what she mans. So no, not every member of the family is mission critical. Well, okay. I'm, I, and doesn't have I, the I would agree with you that it's about. not mission critical, but it was, that's her, that is what she's so good at. She's good at taking selfies. Yeah. In a she, time where we didn't she, take selfies. We didn't take selfies. But it would have made more sense if she was controlling the principal's look 
with oh the yeah filters, oh, no absolutely if she will. was more tech so no she if is, she was more tech and will was more mechanic she contributes nothing to the mission other than she's their daughter and they want to take her she away. was going to in the sequel did you read that? Yes. She was going, because she forms the attachment with Blarp. Yes. And she was going to learn how she, to change colors. Blarp's, whatever makes Blarp change colors, was going to rub off on Penny. Yep. And she was going so to. So she was going to almost become be like, a a, meta. like an Arya Stark. Yeah. Yeah, with a list and just taking people's faces. Probably not, but. But, you know, because it didn't happen, we can dream. Spoiler alerts for Game of Thrones, oh, Arya Stark. Becomes an assassin. If you are listening steals, to Geeking Out with Shades of Sketch and don't watch Game of Thrones, <laughs> becomes uh, an thank agent, you. Thank you an assassin it. of the many faced god, yeah. and steals. And I think that's faces. what Penny Robinson was going to do. And then wow. they were like, That is almost as bad as when I actually spoiled the, the return of Jon Snow. Spoilers, Jon Snow. You did spoil it on I your did. Facebook. Well, because Entertainment Weekly mailed me yeah. a magazine with Jon Snow on the cover that said, She lives. Spoilers. And you immediately like, put that I'm, on Facebook. I was Facebook like, you know what? Like, Fuck you, entertainment. If, it, if for, it's ruined for, for me, it's ruined for everybody. So that's who I'm dealing with, uh, long-time listeners. That is my podcasting partner. If it's ruined for me, it's ruined for everyone. Hey, sketch. Evil knows evil. Evil does know evil. All right, I have one more last rave before we move on to sure. rants. May I? Yes. Um, I am by no means an expert on the show of Lost in Space. Yes. I have seen it in my adult years. I've seen a handful of episodes. And I feel like this movie, we talked about this a little bit, did a really good job of updating the story, bringing it into a new era, but still paying respect to the original. Yes. It, it didn't feel like it was dishonoring anything. No. It didn't feel like it was... Um, just and, taking the name but doing its own thing. And the character development and the characters felt close enough to the originals without being demeaning. They were mm-hmm. they were updated yeah. so well. Because the Ma- 60s Maureen characters are pretty, still, they're pretty flat. They are. In the 60s. Maureen's still taking care of the family. Mm-hmm. She's the matriarch. But she's not, I'm a woman and I can't do anything. She's very capable. Oh, she's, my womanly anxiety. She is every bit John Robinson's equal. Mm-hmm. Maybe his... Superior in terms of intellect. Do you remember what her station was on the show? I don't. I, well, I think she's. I think she's a biologist. The biologist. Because she could kind of. She figured out the stuff about the spiders. Yes, I think she is a biologist. Yeah. But she clearly, in their lives, made the decision to be home with the family, mm-hmm. and in in many trying respects, to keep it together. Yeah, is John's superior intellect. In the 60s show, so it's it was definitely showing like the nuclear family where like the wife's job was to keep the family together. Yeah. And really all that entailed was making sure food was on the table. Yes. And the children were present. Yes. This Maureen Robinson is faced with a broken family. Yes. Uh, two workaholics, uh, a kind of a delinquent preteen, and a sad boy trying to hold that together yes so it's the same job and we're going off into space yeah but we're showing that it's actually a legitimately difficult task yes that she's doing and it's kind of a miracle that they're even as close as they are yes oh and i have to save them all because they're trapped on this spaceship with these spiders that can eat through metal and then she fucking takes out uh when they crash landed on the planet and all the men go off to find the, the fuel um, she she's fixing the ship. Yes, she takes out all the tools and she's yep. out there hanging hanging the off the side of it with Judy and Penny. Yeah, I think that was one of their big um, nods to the well, and also like one of their big money shots was like Penny like 
like yeah. swinging down on all the right. the rigging and stuff like that. They're going to like, people are going to think this is so cool. And you know what? I thought it was so cool. It was so cool back in the 90s. It, it was still it so was, cool it was, now. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Especially when you remember like, oh, this is all practical. This isn't. Yes, it's all practical. Yeah, just throwing in a. I have I have other raves, but I think we can probably want to move, move on, on to rants. Let's move on to rants. Let's move on to rants. I started raves. You want to start rants? Um, sure. Remember, I said Gary fucking Oldman yeah. is my biggest rave. We've already talked a little bit about Joey. <laughs> is he I mean, your first rant? Um, he's the one I'm going to start with. He's not the first one I've listed, but he, him and Heather Graham. <sighs> can I can I read what I have written? Sure. Don West, what the fuck? Yeah. Was that his character that's, name? That's his character name. I can't even... To me, it's not Don... It's not even Don West. It's, like, he's not playing a character. He's he's, he's still playing just Joey, Joey Triani. He's this chauvinistic, like, Italian, like, smooth-talking, but not really smooth-talking, mm-hmm. like, just sweating misogyny out of every orifice. I did have a hard time watching it going... I, I don't know if this is a commentary on masculinity or if they're actually depicting him as like super masculine. I and can't sexy. answer that because I, I was really having a hard time because he was like so. It was painful to watch. Yeah. It is every. I texted you this immediately. You you this did. is every stereotype mm-hmm. of what is happening in reality, in news, in media today of all of these horrible stories you're hearing of men in Hollywood. It is every once again lost in space, telling the future, rolled into one character. And, I mean, and again, just, I was having a hard time deciding if it was a done sexual on purpose, predator, or if it was like this is our hero and and he's he's going to get the girl and he's going to. I mean, obviously, we know that these movies were going to continue on, or they were intended to right. continue on, and that I guess eventually him and Heather Graham were going. Well, they to, they set it up at the end that she is actually she cares a little for bit some reason more. attracted to him and cares about him. Maybe it is just because they're the only two left that can fuck. But I I wrote it down somewhere Except, and I can't um, find it. Doctor Smith isn't an old man like he is. In, he's not. So but he's he's still fuckable. He's turning into a spider. Well, there's that. Apparently, Judy was going to make an, an antidote for him. And well, sequel. Chase, what would you rather fuck a spider or a fucking pig? Because that's Judy's choices. A literal spider (laughs) or a fucking pig. Oh, boy. I wrote down somewhere. I don't know what happened to it, but I wrote down. There are moments where um, Joey looks over at Penny and it's just just not. You can... He's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Well, there was... It's very awkward. Penny was... We'll save that. It's one of my rants. Penny... Penny was also like horny for for Let, Joey. Let's save it. Let's save it. Let's save it. It's, for, it's definitely one of my rants. Okay, uh, but I guess my whole thing, especially because those two characters were supposed to have the chemistry, like right. the romantic chemistry, no chemistry, and they had zero. You can tell Heather Graham was repulsed, yeah, by Joey, yeah. That I, and they had to carry that aspect of the movie, yeah, and they did not. They did not. Not even a little bit. Full stop. Full stop. This Cold War just got hot. No, that Cold War stayed cold. Ooh, stay All cold. Movie. The very first thing we we their interaction, he calls Judy a cold fish that he'd like to thaw. That he'd like to thaw to her father. To her father. Not knowing, so, of course, that that's his daughter. That is. I think that's everything you need to know about this character. Yep. I'd like to thaw that cold fish. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <sighs> 
it feels a little gross even just saying these lines. It really does. Yep. It really, it makes me uncomfortable. Do you have a rant? Oh, man. I'd like to move on from this yeah, rant before. I have. Before worse things happen. And, uh, but also, mm -hmm. I feel bad for Matt LeBlanc. My note is poor Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. Because of everything we just talked about. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like he's trying to impersonate Will Smith. If you would cast Will Smith in this role, Ooh. it might. it's almost like he's Ooh. trying to do... I'm and liking specifically, this. Specifically, it's like he's trying to do Will Smith's Day, character Will Smith? from Independence Day and just fail. The character never develops. The writing is bad. I like basically this. comes off as a, as a like, sexual predator. But if you compare those two characters, and I did, I went back and watched the beginning of Independence Day. Yeah. Will Smith's character, not, not a likable guy. His, his, not a likable guy, mm -hmm. really, at all. Uh, his, Yeah. Well, without getting too much into Independence Day, right? right. It's sort of the message of Independence Day that it a hero did. can come from anywhere. And they, all these, all the one-liners, like the "Welcome to Earth," you can you can see what they were trying to do, and yeah. the writing's not there. Matt LeBlanc is not Will Smith. No, but the is way is anyone arguing that? <laughs> no. Is anyone out there arguing that? No. Maybe Matt LeBlanc. Maybe Matt LeBlanc could have carried Bright. Maybe. Oh, this is not the Bright episode, but <laughs> man. <laughs> Yikes. Where would you score Bright? Just thought of kicks and giggles. Oh, no. Let's wait, because who knows if we actually do that. And we could, we could really get into Bright. Ooh, uh, bright. But, but let's not. Let's, yeah. let's just not. Um, however, that is interesting. I think it, I, I like kind of picturing having Will Smith playing that, and, that and role. And also, instead. they had offered this role to, to Schwimmer. Mm -hmm. Which I do not think would have been better. I don't think would have been better. And also Matthew Perry. That I think might have been might okay. Might have been better. But Matthew Perry looked at the script and was like, no way. Yeah. And then they all, basically they wanted any guy from Friends. Because similarly as. Biggest show in the world I, at the time. It, it's, it's definitely Joey. I, I can't imagine with Schwimmer we'd get anyone but Ross. I don't know. Like Schwimmer, Schwimmer surprises you every once in a while. But I feel like he surprises you more recently on things. That's true. I feel like back then it yeah. was kind of Ross or nothing. Or nothing. We should, that should be a geeking out shirt. It's Ross, it's Ross or, or nothing. nothing. Uh, uh, Long-time listeners, listeners, get on that. Get on that. It's Ross. Make us a meme. Make us a t-shirt. It's Ross or nothing. Post, send it, you know, put that up on, on the Facebook or the Twitter. Shall I do a, uh, yes, please. Another, I mean, we touched about it. We don't have to go deep into this rant, but the, the CGI for the creatures just wasn't there. No. And, and that's reflective of the budget. Yeah. Can, none of the, none of the special effects other than the space battles are finished except for one effect. Which Everything effects? else is, is just the initial uh, mapping of CGI. Yes. And they it never was, actually finished them. And it was obvious. They never rendered them like, completely. Yeah, it was obviously like the yeah. first layer of your CGI and it was good enough. It was good enough. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't. Yeah. The, it wasn't The good only effect that they actually finished that was not a space battle was mm -hmm. the... The time thing? No. Oh, the, was, big, the big time stop when they're all floating in the middle of the space? Remember when they went to hyperdrive? I count that as kind of like a space thing because okay. it's connected to the hyperdrive. Okay. Matt LeBlanc's uh, face mask. Oh, I, when love, he kinda I like, did love that. I love that too. That it's, is what I'm taking with us from. I was going to take that. Mm, I'll fight you for it. I'm going to take it. You know what? You can have it. I'm taking the robot. I'm taking this robot. This old decrepit robot? The robot is not decrepit. 
Oh, do you remember in the in the oh. show? I forgot how sassy the robot was. That I robot, will tell you a joke, Will Robinson. That robot had so such sassy sass to him. Yeah. Uh, less so in the movie. Less so in the movie. I'm, thank, I'm taking this robot. Thank God that he they and toned Smith it down. had less sass. Um, but yeah, that was really the only effect that was applied to a person. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the, the hardest thing I remember seeing Joey do press for this movie uh-huh. and CGI wasn't quite there yet. Yeah. They, the way they did the effect. Oh, I saw that. They created the effect yeah. before they shot the scene. Uh-huh. And so he had to hit a specific mark mm-hmm. so that it would fit mm-hmm. the effect that mm-hmm. they had already done. I remember seeing that. That was part of that back to the back, back to the future. Back, back. What is what am I trying to say? It, you told us about it in a previous episode where they used to show you how they did effects. Yeah, I forget what that was I called. I can't either. Behind the scenes. Maybe behind the scenes or like backstage pass or something like that. I don't remember. Um, and we were thinking like, wow, Joey. Yeah, job. it was too bad about the CGI because like I said, especially with like the space battle and other things, I yeah. thought other effects were good. Even the planet, like when they're flying through the planet, I thought that looked fine enough. It did. For, for the late but, 90s. But um, I think that was also kind of practical effect. The, the Jupiter 2 itself is a practical effect mm-hmm. and you can you can see that there's a scene where they are closing the shutters and they show an interior of the ship mm-hmm. they put green screen on the windows yep. but they stretched it in a way to fit them inside yep. instead of putting them in a single pane they stretch it across all the windows and the, the scale is off i and i just mean that very last scene where they're flying through the planet as it's it looks destroying. beautiful yeah it really came out good Right, left, um, up, start, fast. Let me drive. By the way, I wrote, he finally got his line. He, that and that was his that best. was his best one. That was and his, it was delivered. And perfectly. that was his earnestly yeah. delivered line. Yep, it fit. It, it, it was, was perfectly fine. delivered. Yeah. Loved it. Um, I wrote down uh, the subtitle of this movie should have been "Lost in Space" or "How One Family Destroys a Whole Planet." <laughs> How one family destroys the universe. Yeah, I suppose if we get bigger, yeah. I guess we would have seen that if more movies came if out. More, we'll yeah. The outlasting effect. Any other rants? Oh, I have yeah. one more. Um, I don't want to spend forever. This piggybacks on right off of yours with special effects. Okay. Spider Smith. What the fuck? Spider Smith started great when he was a cloaked figure. Well, even the cloaked figure still had a CGI face. I thought cloaked figure looked the very cloaked, menacing. The cloaked figure had this, like this, and it, it was it actually. Oh, if I like look here, it's one of my greatest. raves. It looked like you know what it looked like. It looked like. Um, when they do a staged version of Christmas Carol, Ghost of Christmas Future. Oh, okay. Like, the, it's kind of big and hulking, just or robes. The, uh, what do they call them in the Dark Crystal? The, uh, uh, the Skedis uh, or something yeah. like that? Yeah, or like a ring wraith almost. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings. He was very menacing until... Until he takes the cloak off yeah. and then just full Spider-Smith. And that was kind of silly. <sighs> what the fuck? And his motivation is to travel back in time to create a spider race. Yeah. On Earth, yeah. that is his motivation. So long-time long listeners. listeners, if you haven't seen this movie, he he gets sliced by one of the spiders, it, and it yeah. kind of gets infected with spider goo. It turns him it turns into him. a spider. He eats. So this is the girls. This is, this is future. Okay, we. I don't think we've laid this out well enough for a long time. We listeners. haven't. You're right. They crash land on this planet. We already told you that. They detect, they, they detect a fuel cell. fuel cell. We told you that. But what we didn't tell you was that... The fuel cell is through a, a time, time bubble, bubble rift. Yeah. And it's the Jupiter 2 on the other side of this time and rift. The, and, the and it's their own fuel cell. And the only two people who are alive are Will, who is now an... An old man. An, not old, old man. He's, but he's basically like his father's William Hurt's age. age. Yeah. 
and, and Spider and Smith. Smith, who you think is an old man because he's all hunched over right. and in a cloak and everything like that. But then he Surprise. disrobes the cloak and he's like spider person. Yeah. And so the idea here is that that spider bite that he got has mutated him over the years. And now he's barely Smith. I mean, And you can't see this. Sketch just said this with a straight face. I did. Yeah. Because I'm a professional. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so for some reason, he's not really Smith anymore. He has all the spider's motivations. Yeah, he has and the he's, motivations and, of wanting his to spread his spider stomach, babies. He's making babies. He's, yeah, he's making spider babies. He's making spider babies. That the minute they he gets sliced by... William Hurt. William Hurt with Will, one of Will's trophies, trophies that's been turned into a weapon for the robot. Trophies. It's a powerful trophy. It is a powerful because trophy. Because those, those um, spiders can survive um, in space. Yes. Slices Spider Smith's that abdomen open. little point that says, first place, uh, slices the his, spiders. His, spi- his spider sack. Like spider his, sack. His egg sack. Open, yeah. And all the little baby spiders come and out. And then proceed to eat him. Yeah. And then he falls into the time vortex. Oh, there's a time vortex. There's a time vortex. Because Will is kind trying of... to go back in time to prevent his family from... Yes. Doing so you can, you can see through the time vortex, and it is the scene right before... They're lifting off. Earlier in the movie when the Jupiter 1 is going to lift off. And so Dr. Smith wants to go back. Spider Smith spider wants Smith. to go back and just take over the whole world. Yeah. As a spider. As a spider. Spider race. And he looks fucking ridiculous. Rid- Absolutely fucking ridiculous. For starters, spiders don't have super long uh, legs. I mean, necks. Yeah. They have long he legs. Has like he has a like a giraffe, giraffe neck. neck. He looks comical. It, it is terrible. It takes you way out of the movie. It, it, He's not even menacing. A, He's so much more menacing as human Dr. Smith than he is as... Or cloaked Dr. Or Smith. Or cloaked Spider Smith. And here's sure. the thing. By this point... Oh, yeah. And he's eating the girls. He's eaten the girls. Yeah. He's eaten Judy, Maureen, and Penny. Penny, yeah. Actually, I think her name was Maura, not Maureen. But okay. Whatever. Yeah, with an M. Yeah. Something. Like mom. Forgettable. Just call him Mom Robinson. And Maybe Will Maybe tells the story of hearing the girls screaming yeah. as they died. I have... Okay, there are three things that I remember so clearly from when Will, I saw it as a kid. Will finding Penny's... Grave. That grave. fucked me up. Yeah. That fucked me up as a kid. So dark. When I saw that. Yep. And because on her grave, he hangs her recorder. Her recorder. So it's always saying, and, it's and, always talking in yes. her voice. Oh, even now. I it, know, oh, right? Could you imagine going to a Whoa. graveyard and like we voice record the dead and like they're just constantly playing all the time? That'd you know, be so fucking eerie. It would. But you know what else? You know what I was thinking about the other day? What? Some point, like yeah. we're going to be dead and they're going to be hours. Oh, now this got lost. Hours. Of our voice. Of our there. voice. Just talking. That sure brought a whole stop to things as we <laughs> existentially examine our existence. This Cold War just got hot. This Cold War just got hot. Um, yeah, so that that really fucked me it up. It was. And, dark. and when, um, when Dad Robinson and Future Will are looking through the time portal as the Jupiter's taking off and... And they're looking back at them? Well, no, they're not looking back. This is before that. It's oh, taking they off watch, and they're trying they're, to leave. Yeah, they decide they have to go. Yeah, and, and the planet's falling apart because this time vortex is destroying the yes. planet. And uh, the, the rock's about to hit the ship. And, and, and Joey just Joey, turns to the family I'm and sorry. says, I'm sorry. And yeah. then the whole ship explodes, explodes in front of the father. That fucked me up, too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The Guys, this movie gets so dark. dark. Uh, and... With a little bit more time and a full budget, this movie could have been could have been fantastic. fantastic. Yes, it really could have been. So those are the three things that really stuck out to me: was Will Robinson as the robot, which was a great thing, 
and then those two fucked up moments. Um, and I will come back to this. I have one last big rant. Mm-hmm. Adult Will Robinson, played by Jared Harris. Yeah. Every single one of his lines is 80 yard. Yeah. So adult Will Robinson's 80 yard voice mm-hmm. took me out of the movie. A big, big rant. Big rant. I noticed it, but it didn't bother me all that much. At that point, I was already kind of out of the movie a good deal. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, whatever. Can I do one more rant? Sure. I only have one more after your rant. Okay, so then do yours, because I just did one. I found the set, as good as the Jupiter 2 looked, the set of the Jupiter 2 looked real bad. Or it, it performed It performed. Poorly. It so looked good. It let looked me, good. Let me clarify what Sketch is talking about here. Sure. One of the criticisms of 1960s sci-fi, or even sci-fi in general, is whenever there's some kind of event and the ship shakes... The way that this is traditionally done is you shake the camera yeah, and then and the, the entire actors react. the actors react in unison mm-hmm. by like jolting to one side or the other. Mm-hmm. And it's very obvious when you watch the old Boston yes, Fiction show that this is what's happening. That's how they're doing it. Yeah. This movie built the set mm-hmm. of the Jupiter 2 bridge on hydraulics. Mm-hmm. Every time there's an event, it starts moving to jostle the crew yeah. in a realistic way. So the, the crew actually does get bounced around. And, it, and that part looks fine. It does. The what, way the people what are. What fails is they built the staging of the set in their stations mm-hmm. on this hydraulic floor, but they did not build the exterior walls so they move on a s- separate jig. Mm-hmm. And they do not move as well. No. And so it basically looks like looks I, cheap I bumped into this control station and it just almost tipped over. Mm-hmm. It makes it look so cheap and it's so noticeable because you cannot show the bridge without showing the exterior walls, yep. which are not moving, and it just makes everything... It, it looks cheap. And looks cheap. Here's my comparison. You always feel, when you're watching Firefly, mm-hmm. you always feel like there's nothing holding Wash's station yep. to the floor. It looks cheap, it looks flimsy, and it's like little dinosaurs yeah. are just kind of sitting there, and you can pick them up at any point and move them. But it always performs... Mm-hmm. Perfectly. Yes, it, it never rattles around, falls apart. This is the exact opposite. It looks very robust and sturdy, and it but it just performs, and the yes. effect of this design... It's so noticeable as you watch it. It fails in every way. You don't even need to be like really nitpicky looking at it. It, it really just... It jumps out jumps and out slaps you across the yeah. face. And also with the set, I just had to write down, because it, it, it blew me away, just the the design to have like all these switches and levers on the ceiling, which are like fifteen feet. That you the then ground. you just sit in a chair and in a on chair hydraulics that, that lift you. That was so dumb. That oh, was so dumb. What were they thinking? Dumb dumbs. Yeah, whoever built the Jupiter Two set, it parts of it looked great. The, the cryopods looked yeah. looked great. Um, Absolutely. And and a lot of like the components of the set, like the big navigation orb in the middle. Yes. It was a nice nod to the one that the existed, one that existed, in, the existed show. on the show. So parts of it, and that's kind of the, this whole movie. Parts of it were done with care yes. and finesse and people who were really wanted this to succeed. And other parts were done kind of ineptly. Yes. And that really, like the set really personifies the entire movie. It really does. Yeah. It, it looks... Even great. down to the part where parts are moving at different yes. rates, and so that you it see it looks the great, breaking. but it performs poorly. Yeah. It's kind of it really is a metaphor for, for the, show. the show. Once again, uh, this movie was predicting everything. Everything. Uh, do you remember their spacesuits? 
Yes. I thought their spacesuits were cool. And I remember, I remember I was very happy <laughs> as a kid. I was like, ooh, look at Lacey Charmaine. Heather Graham and Lacey like, Charmaine as like, a kid. And then, and then I was watching it as an adult and was like, I'm uncomfortable. I am so Lacey uncomfortable. That Lacey Charmaine has individualized boob slots? Yes. She's like 13. Well, okay, so here's my next rant. Uh-huh. The hyper-sexualization yeah. of Lacey Chabert in this movie. To the, I, I don't know if it's like, I, I have to address it because it's so egregious. This mm-hmm. is not something that I was like looking at. Mm-hmm. It was, again, it kind of grabbed you and was in your face. And I don't know if it was like a costuming decision or the fact that Lacey Chabert was 13, uh, 13 or 15, somewhere in that range when they yeah, were making it. I don't remember it, and how she old was, she was. And she always, she was, she always looked young, too, for either, her age. She I was remember. either 15 or uh, just under the age of 15. She Regardless, not the, okay. Not <laughs> okay. What, what in so many from. ways. And at one point, I don't, I don't know if costuming put this on her or if she did it because she was trying to, like, hypersexualize herself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But at one point, she's, like, wearing... They've given her like this little kid kind of jumper. Okay. But then I don't know if costuming did it or she did it wearing like a push-up bra that's just like pushing her out of the jumper. Don't remember that. And then was that in space or before space? Uh, after space when they're like running around later in the movie. Okay. There's like boob sweat. Oh, okay. Coming through her shirt. Wow. And it's just like this is so wrong. Costuming like costuming this person should be like fired put on trial or like Lacey Chabert this was a terrible decision well you know what this reminds me I of. can't attribute it I don't know who to attribute to it's it's uncomfortable to watch remember it's, when it's terrible that it made it past the you know whoever would have screened this movie to be like reshoots guys what were you thinking remember when a couple months ago Oof. and we talked about this we never talked about it geeking out but it, it, I guess you're bringing up the point so it's a fine time to bring it up Remember when that magazine, was it Women's Magazine or whatever, called um, Eleven? Oh, yeah, yeah, like the, the sexiest, sexiest. We didn't put it in the show, but we talked about The sexiest actress it. of 2017 or whatever. yeah. That she is 13 years old, guys. How can you be doing that? Like That's, you don't get to print that on a and, magazine. And I think that happened you know a little what? bit here with, with Lacey yeah. in, in this movie as well. I like, agree. That's just problem. The only way I can describe it is hyper-sexualized. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that no other character in Well, the... like I said early, earlier, she was flat-out horny for Joey. Yeah. Like, she was like... And he was in... Was she like, woof, or something? And he's into something. it. And he's into it. I don't, was he really that into it? I didn't yeah. pick up that much. I mean, he was totally into Judy. Yes, but I guess he did at one point give her like attention. a little... Yeah, yes, he's into he the did. attention. It's creepy. He's definitely like leading her on a little And I'm bit. wondering if that's what they were trying to be like, like he's leading her on. And so she's like taking this extra step and they just didn't develop. But it was so wrong. It was Especially so wrong. Especially for a movie about a family. Exactly. I mean, it's not right at any time. It's so tone deaf. But yeah, it it's was so wrong. It was uncomfortable. But I mean, part of me also gets a little bit why they did that because I do remember being like, however old I was when this movie came out, like 13. Or whatever, and being like excited for that aspect of Lacey because she was my age at that time. No, I was all in, I was all about Heather Graham at that point. No, I wasn't. I found Heather Graham to be a cold fish, and I did not want to thaw her. I, uh, I I'm gonna have to hard disagree with you, Sketch, on that one. I guess I on just always liked, I always liked uh, women of my own age. I was never oh well reaching above 
That's just me. That brings us to our end of our rants. <laughs> end of our rants. Oh, uh, I'll do one more very quick, shallow rant. Gary Oldman clearly does not know CPR when he is reviving Drew. That's a Judy. Hollywood thing. I think but Hollywood it's, doesn't. It's really bad. Have you there ever are, taken a Hollywood class? Um, Hollywood class. Have you ever I have a taken a CPR class. class yes. Yeah, me too. I, but I there were so many ways just from a, they could have they could have taken Heather Graham off the table mm-hmm. and just shot Smith like oh yeah. Pump, like Makes pumping CPR, like currently CPR, like you could just like kind of move your shoulders and yep. not move your. There were so many stylistic Hollywood trickery. They could have made a dummy and I not shot the face. One of those they could have things. made it some kind of like technological. We're shocking her and she's jumping up. There are so many things. It was so egregious it's that just he one clearly of those did. But Lost in Space is definitely not the only property no, to, no, no. to do but this. But it's so for a guy who gets into his roles. Oh yeah. He it's clear he received no direction. And I remember like in any CPR class I've ever taken, and I've taken a good amount because you have to right. get recertified on that yes. shit so often. Um they're always like, all right, whatever you've seen on TV or in movies, yes. forget it because forget you'll it. kill somebody. Yes. Um but I think it's just one of those things that's become so synonymous. It's like it's like um, it's like putting the paddles on something. Yes. Like in TV and in movies, you're definitely always doing it wrong. Right. But it's it's it's, it's getting the or the they idea immediately apart. just go to the paddles. Yeah. But this was a pr- this was a prime moment to go to the paddles or some kind of like she's wearing this special suit that's supposed to monitor all of her vitals. Yeah. Maybe the suit just shocks her or gives her CPR. That was in something. What was that in? The suit shocks you. Yeah, uh, it wasn't something. something. I forget what. Me too. Long time listeners. Right into the show. Remember what show what or movie, movie where the the cry the the suits that they're wearing can give them can give a them jolt. a jolt. Or I think it gave chest compressions too. I think it gave chest compressions what too. What are we thinking about? Some some long time listener. Long time listener. Right. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure some nobody from Jakku would know the answer to this. I am sure nobody from Jakku would probably know the answer to that. Uh, but if you, anyone wants to write in, go yeah, to Shane write Sketch. In. Gmail.com, and because uh, I'm really curious. Me too. Should we get we do some big questions? Big questions. Yeah. I have quite a few big questions. I have three. I limited myself to three. Would you like me to start? Sure. Won't Dr. Smith still mutate into a spider? Where we leave the movie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that would have been read in the single in the sequel. I've read the notes for the sequel. Mm-hmm. You can actually find long time listeners. You can find the script to the sequel online very e- easily okay. if you just Google "Lost in Space" movie sequel script. You will find it. Okay. And what they're going to address that then? Judy creates oh, sort of uh, one of the major plot points of the movie is Judy creating the serum to save Smith. I could see that being uh, an interesting. Partial plot to that yeah. movie. Do you save this man's life? Right. Because... That was one of the conflicts of it. Because in this, unlike in the TV show, these these characters know that he f- tried to kill yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, it's never... We, as the audience in the original, know this. But know that, but the, the family, family... But also, Smith is so shitty to that family yeah. in the TV show. They should not put up... They should have just but left him But they're the always like, ugh, Smith. And it's like, no, Smith will we'll fucking Well, well here's, here's the thing. Smith was watching Will while everybody else was getting it on, That's so they didn't true. give a shit. That's true. That was the setup. Not of... Penny, though. Penny, no one was getting it on with Penny. Yeah, well, whatever. 
She well, was, Penny had the chimpanzee. She, had the she chimpanzee. was busy with the chimpanzee yeah. creature. Right. Um, and guys, you get your mind out of the gutter. We just mean like playfully. Yeah. Okay. Like, come on. Children, guys. like, come on, like children playing with a dog. Except Penny wasn't really a child in, in Lost in No, either. which she is was just hilarious. Also, like, she was also an adult woman like Judy. Right. And then you have fucking Will, who's like a 12 year old kid. Will was what was going on with that family? Will was a mistake. Seriously, what so, was going on with that family? I don't know. Uh, okay. Is that your big question? No. What was going on with that family? Why did they cast Jared Harris, mm-hmm. who is British, mm-hmm. as adult Will Robinson, mm-hmm. and then badly ADR all of his lines by an American actor? Well, this the, is a fair the mouth because I knew never you never an sets up with his lines. I know you have an answer for this. So why don't you just deposit your question and now answer your own question? I'm saying my theory here is, mm-hmm. and it doesn't play out in the script, no. so I don't know if this. I I'm thinking that throughout our interactions, William Hurt's John Robinson never makes the connection that this is Will. Mm-hmm. It finally takes dawns. A, it takes a, a very long time for be, such a smart man. Yes, it takes a long time. It takes way longer than it should, and I posit that Jared Harris, who is British. He's hearing the lines de- delivered by this British actor. Mm-hmm. He's not like my son does not have a British accent. Mm-hmm. This can't be Will. I don't know who he is. And we're posited that Smith yeah. has been more of an influence on Will mm-hmm. than Will's own father. And he's grown up like Smith. And Which, to be the fair, accent. is true to the show. Is true to the show. But then I think that would have ruined the reveal of Smith. Smith. Yeah. Old Smith still being alive mm-hmm. to then intervene and save him. So they decided to ADR the lines. I also wonder to if, save the Smith reveal. If this was also something done uh, at a point where they were kind of giving up hope on sequels, because that does seem like something that would be addressed more like, all right, going forward in the next two movies, I need to make more of an effort with my son. Right. And instead, they just hurriedly Fixed concluded. It. Uh, their relationship and made sure it was all, all okay. Sure. So th- for the end of the movie, it was a little sloppy. Got pretty sloppy. It was sloppy very sloppy. The movie. It was very sloppy. Yeah. So, do you do you agree with my explanation? I do. Okay. I think that would be cool if he was British. Brit- because yeah. He was raised by by um, Dr. by Spider Spider Smith. Spider Smith. Um. You've probably noticed from previous episodes of geeking out with shades, just skate, shades and sketch. I have a difficult time wrapping my head around some tiny-wimey stuff. Yes. And there is some tiny-wimey stuff in this oh movie. Oh, my goodness. There's some tiny-wimey stuff so, in this movie. Now that the Robinsons have gotten off the planet, and they have taken Future Robot with them. Yes. Won't Future Robot vanish? Because Will built Future Robot on the planet out of the Jupiter 2. But the Jupiter 2 is back and functioning, and he is going to finish Robot. Uh, current Robot. But it's going to end up being a different robot, robot than Future Robot. And now, uh, and now, also, because they have escaped the planet, that will never, never exists anymore on that planet. Uh, you know what I mean? This hurts. This is why it's tough to do these time things. Time, in, okay, in so Future Robot Future is robot. cobbled together... From pieces of from the Jupiter. From pieces of the Jupiter 2. By future Will. Yeah. And pieces of the other robots. Somehow. He has that one he arm. Has that one arm. Because that one arm, remember, it got... It, it got ripped off. Yes. 
And so they have that one right. arm. So they have that one arm, and everything else, everything else is, is just a, a right. backup of the personality right. that he integrated with his own personality. But he built it while he was just trapped on that planet. So here's what I will posit. Mm-hmm. Future robot mm-hmm. crossed back through the time anomaly mm-hmm. onto Jupiter 2. Jupiter 2. Yes. Uh, here's what no, I will he... posit. Yes, he did. He did not go through the portal. He carried... Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I thought you were saying Smith he went back. through the portal. But yes, you are right. Yeah, He, he crossed the He anomaly. ran back with Will and Smith. I will posit that the only time anomaly mm-hmm. was Will's. Every other anomaly was actually a, a doorway, a different reality. Okay. That's a result of Will's time anomaly. This just makes my head hurt. So because things that cross through the, the universe anomaly, let's just call it... Mm-hmm remain mm-hmm. because technically that whole universe should cease to exist and the future Proteus shouldn't have existed and the future, the spiders shouldn't have been there to even bite Smith. Right. So that was all a result of crossing through para- doorways to parallel universes and Will's doorway was the only time anomaly. Yikes. This yeah. is hard. I, that's how, that's the only way I can explain the, the robot not vanishing. Okay. That Will there be a second robot? Because doesn't Will yes, still have to make... Ro- Will has to complete... No, Will does not need to complete the ori- the robot he was building. Because robot this robot is, is from, from a different time. Parallel uni- it's a parallel time. It's... Wow. Oh boy. This robot is from... Guys, you with us? You still with future us? future in a parallel universe. How hard do you think it is to follow for long-term listeners who haven't even watched the fucking, fucking movie? movie? Wow. So, just to clarify, Future Robot is mm-hmm. from the future mm-hmm. in a parallel universe. That has been erased? That has been erased. So, there are two robots, and Will does not have to complete. He doesn't have to complete. I the, posit the that he doesn't have to complete. I would agree, but why wouldn't you? Because then you'd have two robots. Then you'd have two robots. Because you'd also have to cannibalize the Jupiter 2. Oh, right, because so many pieces So many pieces them. came from the Jupiter okay. 2. Well, the good news is he at least has some spare pieces for... Yeah, if, if Robot breaks. Yeah. I watched the episode... Robot will help Will Robinson. I watched one of the episodes where Robot's dying. Oh, um, that's that's dark. And one of and he goes to this place on the planet they're on, which for whatever reason, he There's enlarges. a robot graveyard? No, he, no, he enlarges. Like, he gets Gross. really big. Oh. Uh, and I, I think it was because there's some sort of like capacitor in him that that went wrong, uh, and it reminded me of like that <laughs> the Doctor, Doctor Who episode, Who, the Tardis grows, and Will and Doctor Smith have to go inside the robot to fix fix him. him. It was a pretty good episode, actually. Hmm, sounds and it. the set was pretty neat. I didn't see that one. You should. <laughs> you should. It's a good. One. I feel like it would redeem my. Do you? Ha- oh, but Smith is always getting killed or almost getting killed by parts of, of the, the robot. robot because he keeps getting stuck in. Them. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got serious big questions. Okay. Give me another big question. Everybody dies, yes? And what I mean by that is Earth never receives the resources from Alpha Prime, Mm -hmm. so everyone on planet Earth dies. Considering that this is the end of the story, I bet they they would have ended, if this was going to be a trilogy, I bet they would have ended there and saved Earth. In the trilogy? In the trilogy. Right. Considering it didn't happen. Based on the way the movie ends. Yes. We everyone are on planet Earth we are died. Yes. But also, everyone on the Jupiter 2, except for the robot, also dies. 
Sure. Because Why wouldn't they? they did not get the fuel source uh-huh. from the parallel universe future Jupiter 2 mm-hmm. based on the fuel consumption of their first jump, mm-hmm. escaping the planet, and then a second jump should have depleted the fuel from my in the Jupiter 2. Understanding of how the spaceship works, and I am an expert in this. The fuel that they needed was specifically for hyper jumps. I think they can still fly normal. They just have a very limited range. And that and and that is why they had to fly through the planet to escape, to escape the, planet. the planet. Because they wanted the hyperdrive so they can they escape. could escape yes. the planet. When they they did not get that whatever it was, dark right. matter or whatever the fuck it was. They they flew through the planet, and as it blew up behind them, they were able to to escape. So I think they could still fly normally, but they they are all out of hyperdrives. I thought they flew through the planet because they didn't have enough power to escape the planet's gravitational field. So they had to use the planet's gravitational field to yeah. escape it. Yes. Then once they got clear, the planet exploded, yes. and they used the hyperdrive to but escape. They did use the hyperdrive to escape the, the explosion? The explosion. They did have the power for that well that's what i mean like they're they're done now the spaceship is that should they, not have worked they come out of hyperdrive that well, should yeah, not they have should worked. not have been able to use the mm-hmm. hyperdrive and then air, like even mm-hmm. that was a, a big misstep but then the minute they came out of hyperspace they are dead in the water mm-hmm. yes you agree i agree okay so they're all dead too everyone's dead everyone's dead except the robot it's a dark movie Oh wait a minute! Is Spider that... Smith can live too because oh, they wait. can live in space. Is that is that why there's no one on the Jupiter two? Well, there should also be Spider Space Spider Smith. They can live in space. Maybe the robot killed Spider Smith. All you have to do is nick him with a little, yeah. little cut, and then all the baby spiders will eat him. Where are the baby spiders? Ooh, now we're truly the only dust, ones dust, lost dust, in space. And this robot, and robot. just got to power up this robot. You're going to take that. I'm robot, taking this robot. So, and I'm going to have this cool helmet. That's the noise it makes it does. as it activates. I'm going to take this can of Raid. I have one final big question. Sure. Do you have many more big questions? I have one more big question as okay, well. Okay, so I'll do one and then you end it. Sure. Why make... We talked about this a little bit. Why make Joey um, <laughs> join? Like, it honestly seems like a punishment. It seems like a prison sentence. Like, to make him join... He is no longer ever the going mission. to see any. Even if every, if even if everything goes well, he's no. If everything goes well, he misses ten years of his life. Yeah, that's a big. I mean, it, to me, it, that's it, a, it's a huge chunk of his life. It seems to me like you would want to choose someone who is voluntarily doing that, and not someone against their will. Well, you know, even that's not correct. If the mission goes according to plan, mm-hmm. he misses none of his life. He misses ten years of everybody else's life. But not his. Why not his? He goes to sleep in cryosleep. He's asleep. He doesn't age. Oh, yeah. Well, th- I mean, and that's he what I mean by life. He misses 10 years of everybody uh, else's life. That's what I mean. Sure. Like, like his, his life picks up right where he left off. Yes. but, but On a spaceship with a family who hates him. Yes. But but with nothing to do with, with the people he's left behind. Right. Yeah, yeah, I guess we have Once to Once the just, hypergate's concluded, he goes right back to Earth. But everyone else, that's in 10 years, and everyone right. else has lived for 10 years. Sure. Chances are... Um, the yeah, people have moved they've on. gone. On, they've gone on. Uh, that just seems like a really sucky thing to do to a person, especially because it really felt to me like the whole reason they picked him was because he disobeyed orders in saving his friend's life, 
and their way to punish him was to strip him away from everything he knows and loves for 10 years. Yeah. It just seems like poor planning on that part because that would automatically give you a disgruntled person. Yeah, it does a seem a little cool and unusual. Like if anyone was going to sabotage that, it would have been him Joey, yeah. for being so pissed off. Like you'd think that if they got word yes. on Earth, which they must have got word on Earth that something went wrong, that they immediately were like, oh, Joey fucking uh, Joey, did it because yeah. we pushed him we too pushed hard. Him and too we, hard. we basically, he's way more of a prisoner, I feel, than Smith than was Smith, a prisoner. Yeah. Agree. So my big question is why even set yourself up for that? They're lucky that Joey didn't turn against them. Yes. I'm going to work with Smith and kill you all. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I actually have two questions. Okay. This always happens. It does. The, the gyro space fighters. Mm-hmm. Does a gyroscope work in space? There is no gravity. There is no up and down. It looks really cool. Yeah. But do you need a gyroscope I in space? I feel like that is less. It is certainly a gyroscope. And it is certainly spinning. That's not what I'm arguing. But I think instead of the reason we'd have that here on Earth is to keep ourselves steady. Right. I think that is so that the pilot in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the ship can always maintain the same perspective on a target. So the ship spins around the person to, to you know, avoid debris or to fire lasers. But the person inside is, you know, instead of you being like upside down. So I'm like, I'm flying upside down to follow you. But yeah. like something's coming at me and the ship needs to pivot to it needs avoid to it. pivot to avoid it. But I don't have to adjust my right. I don't have to I don't have to spin the whole ship like whatever I'm locked onto, I always right. stay on it. Right. OK, I'm just trying to remember if that's how it moves when we're looking at them. I can't. But I, I, I will. Thought it did, but we can. I will. We can check the tapes. I will accept your reasoning. Okay. I like it. Thank you. You know me. I like a good ship. You do, and I th- I thought they were fantastic. Yeah. I have one more question. Sure. Do you have any more questions? Nope. My questions are done. Other than that, I understood everything. Final, big question. Final big question. Why not go through with Will's original plan? Arrest and or kill Smith. Mm-hmm. Mission success. Everyone wins. Mm-hmm. As the script writer, it sets you up for lots of sequels, and it actually takes a family movie mm-hmm. that should have made people feel good mm-hmm. about going and see a family movie happy instead of this crazy dark movie where everyone dies. Yeah, where you see the, what? the preteen's grave and she's speaking throughout. That oh, really fucked me up. So, yeah, that no, really fucked me up. You, it, clearly, it impacted both of us because... 20-something years later, we yeah. both immediately went to that. When I was watching it with my wife, Penny's I, was like, grave. I was dreading the grave yeah. coming up because I was just yeah. remembering it so clearly. Um, so All of the saying, things that so she never got to do, what are speaking you saying, to you from her grave. What are you saying? Oh, God. Oh, oh. What are you saying is Will's original plan? Will's original plan is to go back and yeah. stop the okay, launch. So future Will. Future Will back. from Parallel yes. Reality. And the argument is, we don't know if this works. Yes. I, I... Um, and they chance it. Like, if it works, it works. Yeah. If it doesn't work, we lose nothing because everybody dies anyway. So in that context, yes. instead of sending John Robinson yes. to the bridge of the Jupiter yes. that you know is doomed, yes. either way, yes. except John's like, fly through the planet, save the family. Yeah. If you're going to chance it, why not chance going back to that moment before the launch and be like, well, guys, they, stop. They did Dr. explain Smith, it. Dr. Smith is on the ship. Yes. He's going to fuck everything up. 
We're, it's not going to work. They did you address still it. still go through with the mission. They did address it in the movie because I wrote down the same question and they did address it. It's sloppy and it's not, it's not a good answer. Okay. But they did say, as Will's explaining his answer, his father does say to him, but Will, your technology is tearing this planet apart. What if it does the same thing to Earth? And that and that's the whole reason they they put the kabaka. And I agree, I agree with you, but then they use it to get to the bridge of the Jupiter. But it wouldn't destroy Earth anymore because it's not connecting to Earth. But we don't know that it was destroying Earth. And oh yeah, connects, no, it was it was a wild it speculation. Connects, it was a wild. It was speculation. a wild speculation. But science is based on wild speculation. That's how he got to where he's at. And by that I mean lost in space. <laughs> My question specifically, though, mm-hmm. in terms of a movie, yeah. And having lots and lots of sequels. As a yeah. script writer, mm-hmm. why not? We've gone on this adventure and now reset button. Well, I suppose if, but if they did do that and they went back in time and they nabbed Smith, that would take Smith out of the story. And you really need Smith for a Lost in Space. But you also movie. know you're not going to get Gary Oldman from multiple sequels. Oh, yeah. I mean, at this point, I, if this was successful, he would have done it. I think he would have been willing to be Smith for a while. Uh, hmm. You think so? I think so. He did do Gordon for two movies, yeah. three movies. I bet he would have. I bet he would have done Smith for a series. Seemed to me like a character he was enjoying doing. I think I read somewhere that he he really wanted to be Smith yeah. and like sent in a taped audition for it. Yeah. That he, I, I think I read somewhere that he was really gung ho about it. Well, that's my answer for you. That it would have been. It would have shoehorned them into. We have to somehow get lost in space again, right? And now we can't have Smith anymore because we've unless just from a script perspective, like they don't they don't know they're not getting a sequel at this point. Like maybe they suspect it. Yeah, when it's written, when it's written, certainly, and when it's being at least the beginning of the production. But but as the as the director, even yeah, you leave the movie with everyone on Earth and everyone on the Jupiter two, they're dead. Yeah, under these conditions, I think the director really didn't want us to think about it that hard. Yeah. I, I would agree. I think that's the answer. That is my last big question. Okay. Well, um, I have a little something for... Our second installment of Pitch, Please! please. Um, and this isn't for a whole new movie. This is just for a, a different way it could have gone. Sure. What if everything up until this point is the exact same? They meet future Will. Yes. Right? This is probably more of my modern media consumption coming out in this idea. What if we discover that L- Long-time Will- listeners, you can't... Sketch just leaned in. He's giving me his best movie pitch. Oh, this is my... This is like my this conspiracy is, hunch. Yeah. I call this my conspiracy hunch. He's like, yeah. He's really trying to sell me on this. What if we find out that Will Robinson is destined to become the leader of the terrorist organization that's attempting wow. to... Uh, ground the Jupiter 2. Wow. That he has, there, there's a... Um, Will has gone back in time and he is the terrorist leader. There's a, I, I kind of think of it in this, this term. And Will put Smith on the ship? Yeah. There's a, there's a, um, an anime out there called Magic of Madoka and it's, it's, there's this really tragic character in it who, who um, you think is the villain. Yes. And, and what you end up finding out is that her power is to travel back in time. And, she knows because she has lived this series of events so many times. She knows that all of her friends always end up dying. And she always goes back in time to try to save them. Damn. And it always fails. Right. And over time, she's she's kind of become the villain because she's always trying to get in their way. Right. She doesn't know to save their lives. So what if something similar was happening? Will goes back in time and tries to cancel the Jupiter 2 legitimately. 
doesn't work. They get lost in space. He gets trapped on the planet. He does it again and again and again. And over the years, he gets so disgruntled and so Wait, does Will, like, also get turned into a kid every time? Well, he would, would, like, go back and he would tell them, like, oh, you can't, like, this is adult Will trying to convince them. And young Will, you know, is the one that gets lost in space, but always remembers that that old Will. Try to warn them. So he knows this has happened before. And he just keeps trying over to the point where he gets so disgruntled that he becomes the villain. The villain. Wow. How cool would that have been? I don't completely, completely different. I don't uh, know. Completely if, different story. I don't know if the, the timeline aspect of it works out with Will, like Will's progression, because Will would forget every time. He wouldn't remember every progression. But I love the idea of Will becoming the leader of the terrorist and yeah. going back in time and trying, trying to will put Smith on the ship. Will or- orchestrates all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was all Will's fault. It's yeah. It's always all will. Yeah. He is the red dragon. He creates himself. That's my pitch. Wow. All right. That's my pitch for pitch, pitch please. please. Uh, good times. Yeah. Um, that brings us to our final segment of Geek Night with Shades and Sketch. Our Shades, Shades and Sketch Recommendations. You want to start us off? I'll start us off this time. I am going to recommend a podcast. I like to recommend podcasts yeah, sure. because um, chances are if you're listening to this, you, you like podcasts, to podcasts too. I'm going to recommend a space-based podcast called Mission to Zix. Have you ever heard of it? I think so. Okay, Mission Is it, to Zix. It's, not, it's like a serialized adventure, right? It's a serialized adventure yeah. and it's completely improv so it's an yes, improv I have group heard of this. doing it, and it's uh, it's kind of a marrying of Star Trek and Star Wars put yes. together, and it is a fucking comedy. Like yeah. it is very very funny. Um, I don't want to give too much away because so much of what makes it so funny is the twists and the turns and the surprises of it. But it's very well done. the um, The production quality of like the sound effects that they use, fantastic. Like really brings you right into their world. Wow. And uh, like the voice modulators they use on aliens and troopers and stuff like that. It's really funny. Short episode, so it's like a quick listen. They just finished season one and it ended up being like a like a nice little contained story plot within season one. And they're working on season two now. So my recommendation, Mission to Zix. Zix is spelled Z-Y-X-X. Mission to Zix. Okay. The podcast. Awesome. Do you have a recommendation? I do. I am going to recommend... The DC Comics universe. So the whole thing, the the whole thing. Okay, um, that's a big recommendation. Well, I'm going to get a little bit more specific, and I'm going to recommend the Bible. <laughs> I think the DC UO is probably probably bigger, bigger than the Bible. But uh, specifically, I'm going to say that uh, I, I love comic books. You, yes. you know this. I'm, I'm an avid all of our long term listeners know this. Comic as well. reader. I love comic books, specifically DC. I've always been a, a bigger DC reader. Uh, for a while there, they made some questionable decisions that caused me to stop mm-hmm. reading. And uh, recently, they last year, 2016, oh, they got you back. They they relaunched their universe. It was called Rebirth. Mm-hmm. They kind oh, I of read a little Rebirth. Erased the New 52 universe, and they explained it away by bringing the Watchmen mm-hmm. into DC current continuity. Great. Uh, it late in 2017. They, or I'm sorry, early in 2017, they did a short story called The Button, okay. where in the very first Batman rebirth, we find the comedian's button with his little blood stain on oh, it. Oh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. They did that story, and that has led us to Doomsday Clock, mm-hmm. where they're kind of bringing this whole thing full circle, and we are pitting 
Dr. Manhattan against Superman. Wow. And they're, they're kind of running down to this crisis on multiple Earths, crisis on infinite Earths, infinite crisis kind of hmm. event that DC Comics also does. Big crossover that brings in all of the characters, all of the continuities, and has brought the Watchmen into the DC Comics universe. Cool. And it posits the setup of this is that they're answering the question as to why are all of the metas in the universe Mm -hmm. from the United States of America? And there are other heroes in the DCUO from other areas of the world, but proportionately they are overwhelmingly from the United States. Interesting. And the answer to the question is without giving too much away. away? It's, it's revealed in the very first issue. So if you pick it up, you're going to get this. The reveal is that, Metas are a product of a government eugenics program. Interesting. They're like the United States government is responsible for them, hmm. with the exception of Superman. An off-worlder. An off-worlder. Yeah. And so instead of not trusting Superman, the whole world turns on Batman. Oh no. Yeah. Oh. Who's not a meta? But people don't know that. Right. So it's a, it's a great little jaunt marrying kind of the government distrust of, of Watchmen and the conspiracy aspect of Watchmen only with the, the name brand characters of the of DCUO the DC, yeah. that Alan hmm. Moore was not able to use the first time around. And it's being written by uh, Jeff Johns, okay. who kind of helms uh, the DC universe right now. And it's... Uh, the storytelling is just fantastic. Well, if we have any I'm long-time big fan, listeners big fan of who, what's happening right now. who work at DC Comics... Right um, into the show. Oh, definitely right into and, the show. And uh, we'd love to have you on the show. But what I want to say is this is high praise from Shades because there was there was time where even though you are such a big fan of, were, of yeah. the DC, you were kind of let down by it and kind of jumped ship for a little while. So I did. for it to get you back... It's gotten me back. In a big way, it sounds like. I'm Yeah, I'm very... This is high, high praise. Surprised by the decisions that they're making, and I'm very pleased. And uh, you know, so if guys, you if just, you are a longtime listener and you were overwhelmed by Shades recommending the entirety of the DC <laughs> comic universe, rest assured he's he's mainly recommending the current run of things right now. Yes, uh, specifically if if you like me, were very let down by what happened with New Fifty Two, and I understand why they did it. They have ended that continuity. It was uh, concluded. We've relaunched the universe called its Rebirth, and it connects back to everything that happened prior to New 52 while also retaining that continuity. And I think they did an excellent job. Cool. So, yeah. I'll have to pick some up. Highly recommend it. Any, any book. I mean, they're all fantastic. And I've read uh, Batman, Superman, Justice League, Titans, Teen Titans, Green Arrow, which at the launch, I think Green Arrow was probably their strongest book. Oh, interesting. I'll have to um, read it. And Nightwing. And I was going to ask if Nightwing has Night- his own book. Yeah. And Great. I love everything they've done. I love all of the decisions they've made. And I'm really excited to be reading Countdown to Doomsday. Well, my interest Doomsday has clock. been peaked. Doomsday Clock. I look forward yeah. to uh, reading some of this. Great. Should we pack up Goko and, and get off of this derelict ship adrift in space any ideas on how we will do that i don't know i guess just a random hyperdrive jump because apparently this old babies can just make random hyperdrive yeah. jumps and we'll hope maybe we can get best. this maybe we can get this robot up and running i have my new up. helmet does that help 
I guess you can breathe in space. Is that how it works? Let me. Or is it just a? Should I chance? Is it just a helmet? I I think it's just an armor helmet. Oh. Because the eye holes look empty. That is fair. Hmm. Anyway, guys, uh, if you enjoy our our little conversations, our little geeking out conversations, please, please rate or review us on the uh, the old podcast. Or both. Or both. Yeah. You write into the show. Go with shades and sketch at gmail.com. You can reach us on the, the Twitters or the Facebooks. And uh, you, you guys are savvy. You know how to find those. So feel free to reach out to us. And we look forward to hearing from you. And I guess we'll see you next time. Hey, let me drive. <laughs> this cold wound just got hot. <laughs> Who's buying the beers? The, the, whoever bought, whoever killed the most bad guys. Kill some bad guys. Mm-hmm.